U.S. has been running shit in the world for the last, since 1945, that's 55, for the last 70, 65, wait, no, 75 no. years. Running shit the last 75 years. 85 years. No, 75. You said 1945? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 75, 75. Yeah. 75 years, right? We've been on top. We've been the shit. You know what I'm saying? We peaked. You know, we came into World War II and we put our dicks on the table. And we're like, this is our dick. And everybody was like, whoa. Side note, how many people do you think died in World War II? Be kind, drink water, and don't be fucking racist. Alright, pip pip cheerio. What they got on that thing? I've conjured my mindset in the gym to now be pissed off. So, like, I'm not even going to spit any game at you. The blood is flowing, and I'm, like, literally in my mind, like, I'm a murderer. I might yell at you, if anything. That's what I'm saying. It's like, bro, I've literally gone into a new mindset. It's like if I was playing, if I, it's like if I was pitching in college and a bad bitch walked by. What am I going to do with that? I'm, like, in another world. Yeah, true. I'm locked True. In. That's so crazy. Honestly, I always say that, like, like, being on a mound is the only place in the world that I've ever felt, like, free of mind without having to, like forcefully free my mind it just naturally happens and it's kind of crazy because i could be on that mound and just have salma Hayek from the stands be like i'm leaving come with me right now and i'd be like i'm busy i have stuff to do i would literally be like who's she talking to yeah like, honestly i'd look around yeah and like, everybody'd be looking at me like bro she's talking to you and i'm like I, she's not talking to me because i'm not going nowhere i was i was gonna say i would just look at her and then like if the umpire was just like play ball I'd be like, okay just yeah. moving on moving on exactly <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I just don't get like how employers are so like oblivious to like stuff that goes on. And grand, I get it. Like some some companies are massive. Like Fortune 500 companies, massive. Can't cater to everybody. But like on a smaller scale, or even a scale where like you have the upper management that you really just kind of deal with, and you don't deal with any of the men. Like I don't understand how how you just can be oblivious to like certain things going on but then again because managers kind of stay oblivious so they don't have to spend money so because they have a million other things going on like that's it it's not not any more deep than that think about it like, i just feel like i could be a great a great owner of a company i mean you i will be a great owner of a company I mean, you could try to be i'm always gonna try to be no 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 it's gonna succeed in it in the sense that oh no i'm just gonna be better than what I've, than what and who I've worked for, so far. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I meant it more in like the sense that if you run a giant company, like you have so much else to worry about besides you know how someone feels about something or like you know, and that sounds very crass, but like it's it's real serious. Like if you have to make 50k this month, and because rent is 25k and payroll is 15k. And then you have to pay for some other shit that's 7K and you'd also like to get paid this month. It doesn't matter if Julie in accounting is a little bit upset with how someone spoke to her. You know what I'm saying? Because there's no dollar signs behind that. And it gets really callous. Yeah, it's real bottom line shit. It gets callous to put it like that. But a lot of people are not good at managing other people because a lot of people are, have their emotions in, their, in the forefront of their brain and not someone else's. So you hire someone to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why. Oh, my God. But, yeah, that's why, like. Like CEOs and shit, they hire like they hire people. You know what I'm saying? 
And they hire people to do stuff like that so they can focus. You know what I mean? Like, the CEO of a company does not want to go into a store. The disconnect's going to be huge. Yeah. True. Like, imagine the CEO of, of Family Dollar went to, like, a Family Dollar in the hood and, like, observed his workers. He'd be like, this place is dirty as fuck. Yeah, that undercover boss shit is hilarious. Yo, it's the best. Because people, yo, honestly, there's some workers that really are shit. Like, and like, like you said, like there's the bottom line shit. If everything is checking out every year on the bottom line, I'm really not going to have much to question. There's little stuff that will be brought to my attention that I'll have to figure out. But like, once the bottom line is good every year, like comfortably good every year, I'm going to be okay. And then you realize like people's, and it's hard because people are your company, but at the same time, it's like, look, if, uh, Robert, if Jacoby Jones in, uh, operations, is upset tonight, that's kind of just his issue. You know what I mean? Like, I'm running a goddamn company. I don't have time for his fe- to worry about his feelings. So, maybe this is a personal thing that I would at least like to have a conversation about it. All right. Because that, bring, that brings, that brings, that uh, brings, you don't have enough regard- time to do that. Okay. But regardless if anything was done about what we had a conversation about or not, at least, like, at the beginning of it, the morale was brought up. Because it was like, oh, like the big dog decided to listen to my issues right now. Yeah, right? but you, and you can always you can always just cop out and be like, listen, like I'm, there's stuff we have to do. It's probably not going to get fixed like immediately or in the next couple months. Like unless it's real serious, obviously, like sexual harassment or something like that. That's an immediate case of just like what's going on. Yeah. But like other than that, it's also like you can just easy cop out and say, listen, like I there's stuff we got to do. You know, like I get you're you're unhappy with the situation. But if it's not affecting work in an obscene manner, I, I think we have to hold out for a little here. I, look, I'm just... you got. And if they want to leave, just like we've been talking about. I hear you. I hear you. Evan Brown, Sadiq Ali, and Jacoby Jones are ready to go. I got their resumes what? right here. They've been begging me. They've been begging me for a job. Employers... Employees do not like their employer. Most employees do not like their boss for one reason or another. Right, it's far more likely that you hear a story about someone hating the person that they work for than it is that they love them. Okay, true, and it's hard, right? Because think about it: your employer probably has way more money than you and is more detached from the way you live every day. You know what I mean? Like an employer might think like, "Oh, like whatever, giving gas to like this person that works for me is not a big deal, or they don't need it, but it makes a huge difference in morale." Massive, you know. Or if, they're, if you give them a gas card and an easy pass and you're just like, hey, look, don't worry about transportation. Like, just get here. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what I'm giving you. Massive. That's a huge morale boost. Massive morale boost. And I got to give I gotta give flowers to our first employer because he did that. But that's what I'm saying. And that makes you feel it. a lot better. Yep. And he kept it when I didn't need it anymore. Kept it going. That That's what I'm saying. So got to give some big ass flowers to that because that was real. Yeah. So you see what I'm saying? But that's something you remember and you're just like, oh, yeah. Like, this works. Yeah, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say it like overshadows what was done at the end because at the end of the day, like I'd rather you just take that away and and give me my job back because yeah. I didn't need it anyway. But I definitely remember that because obviously it was my first job. It was like, oh shit, like people do this. Oh yeah, I thought bosses were just suckish. Yeah, like all the way through. Well, then you learned. Then you yeah. learned. Things change rapidly. Yes, they do, especially in uh, especially in that industry. So, yeah, so it's just, you know, employees are not inclined to like their employers. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's people I worked with when I was the manager. And then when I was, like, a regular employee, they were like, oh, we thought you were an asshole. Or, like, 
we didn't like we we like we like you way better as like an employee and i'm like yeah i bet you did like i bet you do you know what i'm saying because like perks of the at job. one point i told you what to do and i'm someone you don't know you feel me and now i'm telling you what to do and now i don't give a fuck and i you, and you do what you did when i was manager and like like one guy told me he was like skimming the register and he's like yo now nah, i could tell you it was like bro i knew you were doing that it was just like is it worth it for me to watch the cameras for you to catch like to every day you know what I'm saying? Like, I knew you were... Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not dumb, guys. It's just, like, I have to pick my battles. Yeah, you true. know? And every... Just, like, every employer has to. Like, you have to pick your battles. True. If someone's taking $5 from the register, and they work five days a week, it is much harder for me to find someone to f- fill those five shifts than it is to say, you know what? They took $5 from a fire room. True. It's a very good way to think about it. It's a very good... Uh, it's a very good... Uh, managerial way to think about it that's what i was thinking about in 2018 i was literally like as long as it doesn't get crazy or like obscene i'm gonna let it rock but once the numbers don't add up then i'm you know then i'm then somebody's gonna have to get their head cracked and get fired <laughs> somebody's gonna have to get their head cracked yeah i just think i just think it's a i'm just thinking about how i'm gonna do things and it's it's a culmination of like positive things my previous slash current employer does and negative things that my previous slash current employer does. I'm just going to take it all and understand how to run it from that point. And I guarantee 1,000% there's still going to be shit I have to learn. But I think I'm ahead of the curve. Just don't be, just don't be the boss that wants <clears throat> to be friends with everyone. You can't. You can't. Part, I feel like I didn't learn that till like a year ago, two years ago, when it was like blatantly said, when you are the boss, there will be negative energy towards you. That's just it's just how it goes. People like you said, people don't like people telling them what to do, especially when it inconveniences them. And that's crazy to say when people work at a job that people are paying you for, but people are like that. That's a fact. There's mad people like that, and I just find that crazy. But at the same time, I'm not gonna try and decipher why they feel like that. I'ma just let it rock because as long as I pay you and you get the job done, I can give a fuck how you think about me. And if you're not getting the job done, I'm just not gonna have to see you anymore. I'm just gonna let you go. And work with, somebody then, that's, then you do work with somebody that just gets the job done and doesn't care about all this friendly bullshit. As long as you don't try to be the boss that everyone loves and just realize, like, do your job first and if they like you after that, so be it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I let people come in late. I let people, you know, come in when they weren't fit to work. You know what I mean? Like, I really let people get away with a lot of shit. And they always thought they were getting away with something. It's like, no, I know everything Yeah, I calculated on. the risk here. Yeah, it's like you came in, your eyes was red, you smelled like weed. I knew you were high, bud. I didn't have to guess. Yeah. I'm also high. I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say, I might be the elevator with you. I'm just doing a better job than you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, come on, man. Like, let's be real here. Or they'd be like, yo, like this in the system. And I'm like, guys, I know exactly what's going on. It's just like, I'm I'm here to just make money too. I don't really give a damn. You know what I'm saying? Because like, there's always gonna be something going wrong. Like when I worked in Macy's. There would always be signs on the doors leading out of, like, the dressing rooms and the employee rooms. And it would always be, like, or the stock rooms. And it would always be, like, this is how much money Macy's loses to theft every year. And I would just, or, like, has lost, loses on average every week. And it was something like 15 grand from certain departments. And I was just, like, that's crazy. Also not my problem. <laughs> I would just look at, I would look at that shit and be like, this is crazy. And then I'd look at, like, three people rip open a box of, like, chocolates and start eating them in the back of the room. Like, that's crazy. I wonder how much Marshalls loses or, like, a Ross or something like that because those underwear, vest, T-shirt oh, packs innumerable. be just ravaged through. 
Oh my god, they probably just they probably don't even talk about it, honestly. You know how much stuff gets stolen at Marshalls and TJ Maxx? People go in there and just put stuff on and don't take it off. Facts. Facts. I've seen somebody get caught and like their pants just be bloated and like fat because they had like two, three pairs of pants under. And I'm like, yo, bro, you could have came, took the two pants, been fine. Came back three weeks later, took another pant. Like, you didn't have to do all this right now. Yes, they did. You fucked yourself. <laughs> yes, you fucked yourself. Because you could have gotten away with this. Yeah. You know? That's what I'm saying. Or, you like, yo, the old hustle used to be, you know what they used to do, right? They would take the underwear packets into the dressing room, and they would just put on all the underwear and leave. That, I've, I mean, I've heard of that, but I've never actually seen Yeah, it. I remember that. Mad from Mad Long That's why, I, that's why, I, you know what? I think this is today I'm realizing this. That's why everybody has the, oh, how many items you bringing in? Let me see everything you got going on. Yes. And they'll give you a tag with like six or whatever. Yeah, because think about it. You just come in with like three underwear packets and you have it wrapped around like, I don't know, a hoodie or a couple shirts. And then you just come out and you just like have, they don't know how much you really had in there. They didn't count. And they're like, how, is that what you came in like with? Yes. You know what I mean? And as long as it's a numerous amount of hangers and, you know, like people at the star aren't that attentive. No. They also don't care that much. That's my point. Like, your employees don't care about saving you money. They care about making money. So True. if you incentivize them making money, like, if you told every TJ Maxx employee, like, yo, you get a dollar added to your hourly wage for every person that you find stealing the next month, I bet you get a lot of people stealing. That. Yes. You feel me? Because someone's going to be like, yo, I could find five people today. I, I, get I got a list already. Here you go. <laughs> like, this guy comes in every Tuesday. I've been Facts. seeing him. His Facts. Name's, his name's Joey. Jacoby. Actually, Jacoby Jones in here between 12 and 3, doing yeah, a goddamn Jacoby thing. Jacoby and Joey actually play on the same softball team. That's who they're stealing the shirts for. Don't worry. We'll be on it next week. Yeah, that's crazy. People just be stealing things. Yo. So I'm, easy, too. I don't understand. Bro, it's because it's just it's too hard to like just pay Well, yeah, I guess now the calculated risk thing is like a... It's pretty, it's pretty evident as to why things are so easily stolen because it's just... It's not a risk I need to take to uh, to snitch on somebody because one, it's not my problem. I'm just a fellow employee, and two, like it's not that meaningful. Not at all. Man, I just know I'm gonna just do a way better job. Like I'm gonna just be. I'm not trying to discourage you here. I'm just saying. No, nah, like, you're not gonna discourage me anyway. I, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I know what just, I'm just be prepared for. Uh, for it to be a harder road than you expect. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because it's really going to be like, you got to realize, like, sometimes your employees are just going to be fuck you because they can say that. You know, it's, it's easy to hate the boss. You know what I'm saying? You could be the nicest boss in the world. You give out bonuses, but then you pull up in that vet one day to the job. And then it's like, look at this asshole in this vet. True. He wants to tell me what to do today. And it's like, well, yeah, I can do that. Or you, or you like, raise the pay for everyone in the company by, like, I don't know, let's just say it's, like, 50 cents. And it's like you added $5 million to the budget. You know what I'm saying? Out of like the $6 million surplus you had, which was like a great thing. And you get there and people are like, yeah, only 50 cents? What the fuck? Yeah, true. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, look at this asshole. He gave me another, uh, what is it, 50 cents? True. He gave me another $20 a check. And he's driving away in the vet. How about you give me the vet? It doesn't work like that. I, they don't want to hear it. <laughs> they don't want to hear it, Sadiq. It doesn't work like that. They, just like we wouldn't want to hear it. thousand percent. So, look. But I also know minute, the work I put in. So it's also like, you're going to pay me this much, but I know I've gone crazy this past year or however long. Yeah, but people don't want to have to work for hard for things. <laughs> no one's like, yeah, I want to work hard and earn this. Like, that happens like once in a while, right? Most of that's shenanigans. 
Let's be honest here. True. True, that working hard shit. It's really people just be saying that and doing nothing. I'd be like, what? Like, bro, bro, I see you every day. Don't you know what's crazy? They'll pitch that and then come out of that meeting and they'll be like, Oh yeah, he said this, this, and that. And I'm like, yo, bro, like he's not lying. Like you didn't do shit at all. Like I did more work than you. I just know like he's not gonna do anything, so I'm not gonna ask for anything. I'm gonna just end up leaving soon. Yeah, but you're not gonna sit here and try to con people into thinking that you did hard work when you just you're not doing shit. That you know, don't do that because that's when you're gonna get me tight, and I'm gonna be like, I'm on the boss's side now. You're just a bitch. <laughs> I do get though, like older folks, like playing that card because it's like they bringing the entire work they've done, the entire lives, into this one. Like I've done a lot of shit. Yeah, what, so have pay you, me more. what have you done for me recently, bud? Yeah, they don't care about recently. I've done this my whole life. I bring a, I bring a value to this. I bring experience to this. Oh yeah, parents can do that. That's all right. I know people that are first employer did that. <laughs> awesome shit. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Awesome shit because I was tasked with all the work they didn't do. So I was <laughs> yeah. very much aware of like how shit moved like that. That's why I'm so. That's why I'm so like fucking fierce on that subject i'm like you're not gonna sit here and talk to me about all that shit just be honest about it i think the most powerful thing that people can realize is that you can only just get up and leave your job true true and you know it's crazy too you can do that but they know they're not gonna do that because they know they got nowhere else to go and you still decide to do that well that's just a lack of uh, that's just a lack of self-confidence right there and look some people don't have it agreed but like i'm just saying personally like once i realized that a little later in my life, I was just, like work got so much like more relaxed. I was just like, bro, like I'll just leave. It's not a big, it's not a big deal. Like it's just a job. I'll get another one. You know what I mean? Like I have a great resume. I've been working for a while. I got bread. You know what I'm saying? That's that's really why, you know, people are really like, don't go and buy like the most expensive car you can buy, or don't go buy, like mad expensive stuff or at least an expensive car, because then you're tied to that job. Like I've seen a. I seen something written. I was like, your employer loves when you show up with that new BMW to work and that new Mercedes or that new drip because they know you you got to keep coming to work to, to pay that off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, think about it. You see, yeah, true. How many times have you seen somebody with, like, a regular-ass job drive, like, a car that's worth way more than their salary? Of course. And you're All just like, time. And you're just like, this doesn't make any sense. All the time. And then it's just like, well, they I not- see people run around with cars like that with no job. I seen people go out to eat. I seen people go out shopping. I seen people take people out. And then all of a sudden, when it comes down to it, you got no money? Mm-hmm. What? You ain't got no fucking money. You know how to spend your money. That's what I mean. No, you just don't know how to spend your money. I mean, I don't know how they keep doing That's it. That's what honestly. I'm saying. You know what's crazy? I did think about it now. Like, how many times I see, like, someone in, like, a new, like, Beamer, like, new-ass Mercedes. And it's just, like, and you see them, like, come out from somewhere that they're working or whatever. And it's like, this job doesn't pay enough for this. And then, you know how many times I see, like, that same foreign or, like... Yo, that, that white BMW 3, car? 4 series. Yeah, I yeah, see yeah. all the time. the time. I'm like... You know how many times I see them on the side of the road, too? What do you mean? Like, just left? No, no, no. Like, getting towed away. Oh. Bro, I, t- I shit you not, at least once a week, I see a BMW being towed away. Or being... Like, today, it was on the... I was on the... What is it? I was on the Grand Cent? No, I was on the... I was on the Jackie. Right? Or the Van Wick. One of the two. Anyway. Another another black kid getting out of... No, I was on the Cross Island. Another another black kid gets out of a BMW. It's getting towed away. I'm like, this is the third one this week. This is all the shit 
that my pops told me when I was young. He was just like, BMW is over 100,000 miles, trouble. BMW maintenance, expensive. Not worth it. Mm. And he literally told me, and he was like, I have one. I had one. You know what I'm saying? That's literally where every, all of his like advice came from. Because he's like, I've had all these cars. I can tell you exactly what the issue is. Like, why I would never buy another one. True. I actually had... um, And another thing, too. Like, you're not going to put... Like, if my BMW, like, rim gets bent or cracked or something like that, I'm not putting some aftermarket on it unless it's, like, a real nice aftermarket. And even so, it still looked kind of weird. You know? Like, I'm not putting yeah. another another rim on a BMW because BMW has, like, specific rims and they go... They're not some cheap-ass rims. They're BMW rims. You know? You're not putting some random third mar- uh, aftermarket fucking rims on that. Like mm-hmm. I said, unless they're $600 a rim or whatever the case may be. And you know what's crazy? I just learned apparently BMW, like the 6 Series rims, the stock rims, apparently those rims tend to bend very easy. Why? I just don't know. I, apparently they just bend very easy. I, have a, I know somebody who works in a BMW dealership, and he says he gets a lot of those. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, that's very interesting because the 6 Series is one of the better series. That's a fact. So I don't understand why that would, uh, <clears throat> why that would hurt that. But it's just like... When you start thinking about the rules of thumb that, like, people give you when you're young, and, like, some people might not have heard these, but it's just, like, yo, whatever your car is worth or costs, make sure you make, like, four or five times that. You know what I'm saying? So, it, to me, it's always just been, like, yeah, like, even if I could, like, go buy it or lease it, I'm just not going to. Because, like, true, but it you- just doesn't make any sense to have that monthly. Like, yo, like, you're living at home paying seven fifty for a Beamer. Like, you're a month, like... Plus insurance, like you're coming up off twelve to fifteen grand a year yeah. for that car. You also that's know, crazy. You also realize when you well, some people realize when you get to a certain age that you could you could have all this money saved up to get this car and realize that you could get just something halfway decent and have all this money left over to just do more shit. Yeah, and get in a better position. And like I said, it's not everybody. It's like you said, you we all seen we all seen the the, the three, four, five, six series BMW coming out of people's. Uh, people coming out of those 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 cars and they're just like, I know where you work, I know what you do, how, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. not everybody's like that, but Ooh. once you once you get to that that stage in your life where you're just like, I can't, I don't want to spend all this money because I could just do something else and just make more money, and still have a halfway decent car, maybe have a crib, like do whatever else. Like there's, there's a big difference there. Right. Ooh, you know what it is too. It's like. I realized when I was younger, because, like, my first car was just all beat up. As long as, like, you look good, your game is tight, women get in anything. So it's like, I don't even need to do all Yo, that big I be feeling filming. mad self-conscious. I Well, I'm sorry. I was mad self-conscious about that. And, like, for those who know me, the Maxi was no Picasso. Feel me? Nah, the Maxi, Maxi was solid, though. The, the Maxi was solid, but that's that's exactly my point. It was solid. See, I was never apprehensive about it because it's literally like. Here's what I found. Oh, thanks, Siri. Thank you. Shut up. Yeah, yo, I had a '98 green '98 Camry uh, that used to belong to a drug dealer. Uh, bought it for like 400 bucks. Fixed it back up. It had a giant like Hulk smash in the back right by the gas tank, and uh, bitch ran. Feel me? Didn't put no tins on it. Didn't do nothing. Just drove the damn car. True, but that was also what 2015, and that was ninety eight. So I can understand. Bro, I put millionaire's daughters in that car. Don't matter. Feel okay. me? Yeah, that's, that's yeah, real yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Right? I fucked millionaire's daughters in that car, and I'm gonna leave that shit in here. 
Feel yeah, me? Like their parents crazy. never drove nothing under seventy thousand dollars. That car wasn't worth the fucking tires it had on it. True. <laughs> True. True. That honestly, I didn't even get to see that car that much. Honestly, I remember at one time it broke down on campus and we had to push it. Yes, that was the only time I remember yes. being oh, like that close to that car. Yeah. Other than that, I really don't remember seeing you drive that. I didn't really. I usually just leave it at home because okay. it's like I'm not buying a parking pass, and it's just like yo, I'm not going anywhere. Like why have it here? True. I would only have it sometimes. When True. I remember I was suspended off campus, I would drive it back up every week. Yeah, that was gonna say that was the one time, and I remember you saying I'm not bringing this shit back. No, I'm done with it. I think that was the last time I saw it because you were just done with it after that. Yeah, it was a hunk of junk. It kept breaking down. It was, was rusted too. That it. shit was rusting on the back end and everything. Yes, it was. Oh, bro, that car was sitting for years after being bought at a police auction from a drug dealer. <laughs> Legit, I got the whole backstory. That shit was amazing. That it even ran again after I took it to the shop. Yeah, but that's great. Nah, that's a great point though. They like women will really get in anything if anything. they're on you. She didn't say nothing. I was gonna say if they on you, it really don't matter what what you're driving, unless you're. Nope. I mean, you're not driving anything crazy, obviously. But like, the '98 Camry could be classified as crazy. She got in. Low key, low key. She got in. She smiled. She gave me a kiss. We went on our way. Feel me? Point A to point B. I so mean, it really yeah. don't bother them. So yeah, that whole 750. Like I'm not getting any extra women. Like yeah, it's fun. More fun to drive. I will say that. Right. I do appreciate driving more expensive cars and better cars. Duh. But it's like I could, you know, like. There's some there's a certain comfort from like, yeah, this is my car and it's how I get around, but like if someone smashed into it, I would just be more upset that they inconvenienced me than losing the actual yeah, car. Exactly. Exactly. Can I gotta do all this paperwork, get a new car, all this bullshit. I could have just drove this. Yeah. Instead. I'm still gonna get another another maybe not a hoopty, but I'm still gonna get another one that's just like I don't have to do much to it, but I could have just had this. You could have just not been a dickhead. <laughs> Facts. Nah, but the, Facts. I, like I, I always thought about that with the maxi because you know what it was like. I was first introduced to that whole like, like uh, like nice car wave at a young age or whatever. I just wanted a car. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. I just wanted a car, right? And then you have like everybody in New York driving all these nice cars at like eighteen, nineteen, and I'm like, damn. Like I don't, I don't have, I don't have that. I don't have the BMW money. Fuck it, then you ain't got it. You know what I'm saying? Whatever they had to do for it, I'm not. I'm either not willing to do or I won't do. So, True. fuck it. You know, but it's. I mean, it was more of like a. It was more of like for the female factor too. It was like I was gonna look. I will pop out this fucking maxi like this. Like, and you know what? I. You know what's crazy? I always had that. Always had that in my mind, and not once, not once has anybody ever even ever. like joked about it. Ever. Like you pulling up in a nah nah. I'm yeah, getting in your whip. Yeah, because we don't live in like a Degrassi ass TV show. Everyone's gonna be like, oh, "Look, I just rather get the ride." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck it. And I mean, at that point, I would be like, "But I'm giving you a ride. Why are you talking about like what's what's the issue here?" That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm I'm doing you a service. And also, your car wasn't disgusting when they got it. True, true. I mean, obviously, yeah, I got I got that from my dad. Keep it clean at all times. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Specifically so like, for the they got in a clean car that's gonna run. What is there to complain about? True, you know, like. We ain't we ain't in a fucking TV sitcom where it's like oh nice car bro because it's like okay then yeah. I just won't give you a ride like, <laughs> true you true. know what I'm saying like I was real TV like back y- then yeah it's like cool bro like <laughs> no ain't nobody really gives a shit nah yeah that's very true that's very true that's wild we're also in New York like having a car is a privilege in and of itself that's another thing too it'd be like I was always not always but like I was I was with women that just didn't have cars that was taking public transportation everywhere so it was easy for me to just be like yeah I'll pick you up. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. cool. I got to meet you. Are you picking me? Cool. 
I have nothing else to say. And you know what's crazy? That's what I'm saying. You know how much the maxi broke down. You know, you know that. I, I do. For I mean, a fact. Been there with you I'm, half the time. I'm, bro. <laughs> been around you most God of the time. God has never happened. allowed that maxi to break down while I was with a female. Ever. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ever. Big. It's only big. been when I've been with the fellas or by myself. Look, you can manage that. I, I was going to say, I owe y'all niggas nothing. <laughs> y'all knew what the maxi was about nah, and you got when it we, in the uh, when we went to the, When we went uptown to work out during the pandemic and then we all smoked out there and it's like two in the morning, your car wouldn't start. Yeah, that was Remember bad. Remember that? That was bad. That was funny as fuck. Uh, you know how nervous I was taking that shit up to Oneonta in that snowstorm? And that bitch ran. That's crazy. We did do that. Yo, not a not a not one single inkling of a problem. Yo, that Camry took me to uh Cortland too. Yeah, but it's a Camry. You know the Camrys. Maxis be bro, I see your car at least once a week too. Yeah, Same yeah honestly, I but that like, Camry ran all the way to Cortland like good. Like going 80 a clip. You don't even feel it too. You nope. not, do not feel nope, it in that Camry. It's, it's, it's an old Metal car that's just hurtling. It's just picking up speed off fucking momentum. Yep. It's, it's mad boxy, too. Mm-hmm. They ain't no specialty to this. It's, mm-hmm. I, we getting from point A to point B, and it's going to drive straight, make some turns. I might pop a crazy Yui. You might feel some acceleration, but they ain't nothing special about this. No. Bang. And it just never mattered. Never mattered. Yeah, it never mattered at all. Wow. Thank God for that, Maxi. Yo, that really carried Estonianta without a... Without anything, I was I loved it That's too. So I, yeah, honestly too, I love the Maxi in terms of how it drives too. I would dead get another Maxi. I would dead get another O three Maxi, but make it real nice. <laughs> that's that's no. <laughs> that's, did I tell you? Did I tell you? That snowstorm was crazy. Did I tell you that uh, uh, a guy in Easy Eye brought bought the Maxi from me? Yes. You know he like put new rims on it, yes. lowered it, tinted the windows, yes, everything. I mean it was already tinted as fuck. But he tinted them five percent all the way around. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. He can't see shit. Nothing. Nothing. But it's his personal car. Yeah, you told me. I was like, that car's I'm like, run. yo, I could have done this. It looks great. <laughs> this car looks wonderful. I'm just like, yo, and I was always talking about it to my dad, too. I was like, yo, I'm just going to get some rims. He's like, don't do that. Yeah, don't do anything. Wait until you get your next car or the car after that. There's he was no right. need to do that right now. But I was just hooked on the fucking modded out, Maxis, uh, Civics. Um, like, I wanted a... Uh, now nah, oh the mods God. that they do to like old Civics, it's like, bro, just get a new car at this that point. Shit you've fire, done, you've though. done, that shit is you've fire, done two, though. It's, it, yeah, but it's like, bro, you put at least seven bands into this. Get a new yeah. one. Get a new one. Do you see the honestly? Do you see the mods that they do for the uh, the new Civics? Yeah. I don't know if they're mods per se, nah, but yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. added stuff that you can. I get was now. very close to buying that. When the I new a Civics new car. look fucking fire. I was very close to buying that car, but it was just like I don't want a payment. True. Like, I did pay for my car in cash. I have no pay. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't even lie to you. I can get more for that car now than I paid. Right now. Tell me that's not crazy. Yeah, as well. You also kept it in really good condition, too. So. But, all right. It's time to save America. Save America. You wrote down the plan? Yes. All right. Read it off. Yes. So, this was today. I was coming from work, and I just had a thought about everything that's going on in the United States. Because I've been reading, I've been, like, watching what's going on in the world. And, like, you know, we're just losing our way, you know. And then uh, someone tweeted out that, what was this tweet? And I sent this to you, right? It's about, it was basically saying that Russia invading Ukraine is Pax Americana. And you might ask yourself, Evan, what does that mean? So, I'm going to Google it again. Pax Americana. It means a state of relative international peace, regardless overseen by the U.S. or the U.K., right? 
So now we got to think about it. The U.S. has been running shit in the world for the last, since 1945, that's 55, for the last 70, 65, wait, no, 75 years. Running shit the last 75 years. 85 years. No, 75. You said 1945? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 75, 75. Yeah. 75 years, right? We've been on top. We've been the shit. You know what I'm saying? We peaked. You know, we came into World War II and we put our dicks on the table and we're like, this is our dick. And everybody was like, whoa. Side note, how many people do you think died in World War II? Uh, 300,000? World War II. World oh, War II. oh, I'm talking about just for the U.S. I'm talking about. No, everyone. Uh, a million three? Is that roughly around where it's at? That's what you want to say? A million three. 70 to 85 million people died in World War II. That's almost like a third of the U.S. right now. Just perishing. 3% of the world population that year died in that war. So that's some real World War shit. Yes, Sadiq. That's why it's called <laughs> World War II. Yes. That's crazy. I'm sorry to laugh. That's just fucking crazy. To 85 million people. That laugh was an astonishment. Like, I don't even know. That's like if everyone in populate, let's say what the population of Florida is. So there's 21 million people in Florida. So if everyone in Florida died three times, it it would still be 60 million people. Holy shit. There's 39.51 million in Cali. So let's put that 40. Let's just put that a nice 40 because math is hard. Yep. And then we'll put Florida 20. So we have 60 million, right? Let's do New York. 325, 323. New York's 20 million. So if everyone in California, 40 million, Florida, 20 US. million, and New York died, that's how many is estimated to die. Because it was 70 to 85 million. Oh, yeah. I was thinking U.S. I'm so if everyone in California, New York, and Florida died, that's how many people died in that war. The three, well, three of the biggest states by population in the U.S. just perishing. Yes. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. That's a lot of people. I said a million three. God damn. Yeah. That might have been like the first weekend. Yeah. I was going to say, that might have been first day shit. Yeah. First, Nobody know what was going on. Everybody's getting bombed. Yeah. First, shot. first skirmish. I hate this commercial. Fuck the gravity defiers. But you saw his ankle just went in like that? Look at this run. Yeah, that's gross. Gravity defiers do better. But yeah, so back to what I was saying, right? So basically, this is the this looks like it could be the end of the US's uh hold of the of the world. Us being that guy. Right? Right now, we're still that guy. Our currency is still the most, is the world's reserve currency. It's the one that's the most stable. But we're fucking up, man. Inflation, the unimaginable debt bubble that keeps growing by the day. How much debt do you think we're in as a country right now, Sadiq? I haven't checked, but I love that calculator that we have. That shit is crazy. You seen that calculator, right? I'm about to read the number to you because it's unfathomable. Unfathomable. The U.S. national debt is thirty trillion one hundred forty-nine billion two hundred sixty-five seventy-six thousand, and it's at one hundred fifty thousand. As I'm reading this, the average per citizen is ninety thousand dollars. The average per taxpayer, not including kids, 
is $240,000 of debt. Wow. That's bad on the U.S.'s part. Some of it, I guess. Because some people just be dumb. But, goddamn. Yeah, that calculator, I remember, I remember finding, or my, like a teacher showing us that calculator for the first time in high school. And I was like, yo, are they really tracking debt right now? How is it at, like, 600 million? Like, isn't that, like, shouldn't, mm-hmm. we, shouldn't we be doing something about this? <laughs> shouldn't we be doing something about yeah, this? Yeah, like, why, this cute. number's going up every second. It that, wasn't like, oh, cute. the next day we check it, it's gone up a little. This is, like, moving. This is real time. This number's moving up real time, every second. No, it's unfortunately it's not how things work, Sadiq. That's crazy. I'm sorry. So what's they, our what's our uh, what's our annual GDP? Not that. <laughs> God damn. Sorry, I don't I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, it's not good. I wonder how much of that debt is that debt that you just told me. That's the that's the national debt internally. That's not like just the U.S.'s debt. That's just the internal, like, U.S. citizen debt that that's you how, just read off? That's how much money we owe as a country. And then how much we owe individually. 240000 per taxpayer. So imagine if you took your student loans and then you're just like, well, whatever we have to add to this to make it two hundred forty k, that's what I owe the government. What, what do you think the government would do if everybody, as a like, the, the entire country decided to band together and say, uh, we're just going to default on all student loans? Uh. I don't know. That's a good question. I would actually like to speak to an economic economist about that. That'd be cool. Yeah. They were just like, "Fuck it." Ooh. I mean, like how? Like that would just like what would would they, would they just wipe that that debt out? Because I I really feel like they would. I really feel like they'd be like, "Okay, like we're, your credit score is gonna be shot, all of you guys." But like, we'll be fine. I mean, okay. at that point, credit scores don't matter. No cool. one's paying anything. True, true. But it's also like. Uh, you know, you're going to be shot regardless of whatever in your finances because you're defaulting on such a massive debt. But at the same time, like, we'll be all right. We're just going to just gonna wipe it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I really feel like they're not they're not really pressed about the student loans. They're just pressing us regardless mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I don't know. Just just because they're the government. Yes. And think about it, our debt goes up because we're so dependent on our on like import and exports you know and everyone in the world is dependent on each other at this point but it's like yo like we've gotten away from what made us strong which is making shit here and continuing to like just be self-sufficient we're not self-sufficient a lot of stuff we get we depend on from china you know russia has a bunch of minerals we get all our chips and stuff from taiwan and stuff you know apple just started making them but like you know it's it's hard for us to go say you know other countries go fuck yourself or we're going to impose sanctions when they're like, okay. Like, think about it. Russia has so much oil, right? We impose sanctions on, on Russia. Gas is going to be $5 in, like, another two months. Think about when it hits, uh, uh, what is it, Labor Day. Gas, if the war continues with Russia and Ukraine, gas will be about $5 on Labor Day. At least premium will be. Feel me? That's coming, like, two months from now type soon. Three months from now. Yeah. That's not, like, next year. That's very, very soon. So that this is the whole thing, you know, like we don't have any leverage, you know, as a country, you know, we're really getting away from it. I've been reading this book by Ray Dalio called The Changing World Order. And he's just talking about he's a famous economist and investor. And he just talks about like the cycles of the world, uh, how long empires last and how long, you know, you can stay at the top. And basically it's like 
empires rise and they fall within 300 to 400 years and like we're getting close to the you know end of the 300 into the 400 this is usually the decline phase so it's like well, the, U- the u.s is not in near that phase what do you mean what do you mean what do you mean it's near that 300 400 year phase when was the united states founded <clears throat> I mean, I know it was founded in 1776. And, okay, then. And wh- how many years has that been from now? But have we been... How many years is that from then? Please answer no, my question. It's been about 300 years. I, that's my point. We're, my, we're over the hill right now. You know, we're not... It, we'll put it like this, right? If we were... If we're talking about a baseball player, right? We're like a baseball player hitting free agency at like 33. He might still be good. He might still have some years where he's going to be solid left. But it's like, he's not going to be at his peak anymore. So the question is, how do we get back to what we used to be, which was a self-sufficient, gun-toting staple of freedom around the world that created everything? Oh, oh, boy. How do we do that? How do we get back to that? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you think about it, like, most of our great, like, new innovators and entrepreneurs are people from outside of this country that are immigrants, right? Who's becoming the doctors? Who's coming here and be like, y'all want to be a lawyer here or do this and that? It's, it's really not a lot of American-born people. It's not. Think about everyone you know that was born here and what they're doing now. And it'd be, it, they'd be doing bullshit. True. Scamming. Right? So maybe sell a little weed. Maybe work some part-time shit. Maybe work a temp job. Everybody True. just, you know what I'm saying? Everybody just fucking around, hopping on flights, trying to buy shit. You know what I'm saying? No one has any, like, vision right now. Because this country is, words. we're so well off here. Think about it. Even if you lost every, like, I don't know, let's just say, I don't know, you lost everything tomorrow, Sadiq. You knew, you know, sorry, that if you slept in your car under the BQE tonight, well, your door's locked, you'd probably wake up in the morning and be okay. You'd be cold. thousand percent. You wouldn't be happy, but, like, you don't think you're going to- I have a blanket and a whip. I'm good. <laughs> you don't think you're going to get murdered in the middle no, of the night. No, 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 no. There are countries where that does not, that possibility does not exist. True. True. Can't be doing that in Russia. Nope. Well, I mean, maybe if you're in a richer neighborhood, but either way, it's just like we like they don't have that privilege. Like I know this Ukrainian girl, and she's like, "Yo, like people, they're bom- Like the war started. Like planes are flying over my her grandmother's house. Like you know, they're dropping bombs like in places she used to like go with her friends. You know what I'm saying? Like this is real life shit happening right now, and we don't ever really have to worry about that happening here. I don't think the U.S. has ever been invaded. Ever, yeah, people, some a country would be stupid to do that. Unless every country in the world banded together and was like, fuck the U.S., then we'd be in trouble. Even so, like, it's just a tough country. Like, you can corner us, but it would, like you're saying, it would take many, many. Yeah. It's also, many it's efforts. also like super big picture now, like current day, um, to where it'd be like, you do that, right? You might get a, n- a nice little first hit in, right? And then we're going to hit you again. Then you're going to hit us again. And then eventually the world's just going to be a shithole. So nobody wants that. Look, it's it's happening now. You know what I'm saying? But I'm my main point is that we live in a very comfortable society. Think about how many people just work for like a company doing like clerical work or operations. And it's like, yeah, I can make like 40K doing this. For the rest of my goddamn life. You know what I'm saying? They're not creating anything. They're not building anything. They're not sustaining anything. They're pushing papers around. They're doing something that would be better off done by a computer because the computer wouldn't need to take time off. <laughs> True. True, and that age is coming soon. There's gonna be a lot of jobs missed say, when AI so, pops up like that. So then, what do we become then? We become a company. We become a country where the labor force is inactive or apathetic towards working, which means that what's gonna happen when that happens? 
was gonna have crime and nonsense. Crime and nonsense. They crime have and all, nonsense. They nonsense have, without a purpose, bro. They have all day to do whatever. Like let's let's be honest, right? Think about all the unemployed people you know, or like the people that just be on the corner or in the PJs all day. They not they not up to good things. Nine times out of ten, true. They're looking for a way to catch some easy money, and they're looking to get into some to get into some trouble. Let's just call it how it is. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Just like, you know, I, I don't want to say rednecks, you know, because I've seen what happens to, when, to you when you call white people rednecks from Ozark. But let's just say, like, people, like, I don't know, in, like, the Midwest and these places with, like, no one in town. Those are the places with the most drug abuse. Those are the places where there's the most incest, like, crime and nonsense, drugs and, and sex with your cousin. Excessive drinking, etc. True, and that hurts, and on a small scale, that hurts state city economies on a big mm-hmm. scale. That hurts country economies, and then you just go to shit. Uh-huh. So, yeah. so, so how do we fix that? How do we fix that? We have to just, we have to get back to our roots. Wait till next pod. I come up with something. <laughs> I have it. We have to. Oh yeah, go go. We back have to. to we, we have to do a few things, right? So why did the U.S. economy take off after the war? Why did the country? Why did the Why did the world have this boom? Why did it have the boom? No, I'm, I want you to guess. After the war? Yes. Because uh, people decided that war wasn't a good idea, so we decided to no, that's collaborate. The, that's why the Why did the baby boomers come into existence after the war? We needed people to fill the army slots. That's terrible. That's absolutely that's absolutely awful. So basically, it was just hubris. It was just joy. It was just like we're not in war anymore. Everyone's happy. No one's dying. That that was basically it, right? So this is my point. In 1950, 19 in the 1950s, the average population increase year to year was 1.3 to 1.7 percent. So let's say 1.5 to make it neat, right? Today. The average population growth rate or increase rate is 0.57%. Huh. So that means one-third of the babies that were being born then are being born now. So what does that mean? We're not as happy? No. Population is stabilizing. Right? So we're not getting more people. (laughs) We printed all this fucking money, and now there's going to be less people. So everyone's just going to have more money. Things are going to be more expensive. Right? So the reason the economy took off after the war is everyone's having babies. There was more people. Right, there was more families. That's a whole economy in of in of it itself, right? More babies, more daycares, more schools, more teachers, more healthcare professionals, more people just living, more people that are living that can have more people that are living, just keeps growing. So the more people you have in the population, the bigger the labor force is. And what did we do more then than we do now? Work. No, worked manufacturing jobs, farming jobs, shit like that. Now what do we have? We have computers and shit. People can do stuff like that. You know, farming and stuff is automated. What if we get back to our roots? Right? Instead of having all this stuff that's manufactured out of the country, we move all the manufacturing to these fucking ghost town, Midwest towns like Peabody, Kansas. Peabody. Right? And we just restart those areas and we say, yo, the government says, yo, we're going to subsidize you. We want you and your family. Like, just imagine this, right? And there's this target demographic I have in mind. But imagine the government passes this law tomorrow and they're like, all married couples, the government will give you an interest-free 30-year mortgage subsidized by how many kids you have by 
That would be crazy. You feel me? So you have four kids, your mortgage is 20% subsidized, and it's a 30-year. Feel me? Interest-free. I was going to say, there's no interest. So I'm just paying the same thing you're every already, goddamn year. You're already in the middle of nowhere. This shit is nothing. You're going to be paying yeah. like $200 and have a three-story house in the middle of nowhere. Feel me? And then you're then what's going to happen? You're going to be like, fuck it. Let's have kids. Like, the shit's cheap. You know what I'm saying? The government's giving us money for it. They're giving us tax credits. True. Inflation has definitely got to have a cause in the uh, stabilizing the population. Can't afford a motherfucking kid, baby. Can't afford nah, diapers but it's, today. It's been going down, though. That hasn't mattered as much. Oh. Wow. Him making the layup after really ruined it. Oh, I'm not going to lie. I'd be pissed. I'd be like, damn, bro. He ruined my moment. Because he really stuffed that shit. Yeah, I don't think you were fucked, though. Yeah, but... Yeah, so... Just think about it. Imagine they do that, right? You have all these immigrants coming in the country you know what i'm saying like what if you just went to them and you were just like yo we want you guys to go to kansas the dakotas feel me and just like go over here we're gonna make jobs for you we're going to tell you what to do we just want you to do it we're giving you a job we're subsidizing your housing we're gonna physically make it possible for you to come here you get what i'm saying then you get that population increasing there's more people the economy's moving more. Things are moving. Money's changing hands. The amount of money printed be- begins to matter less because instead of 330 million people, it's 400 million people with the same money supply. All of a sudden, inflation's a little bit less. All of a sudden, the economy's booming and we're making more things here because clearly the people that are already here aren't interested in doing any of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're making a fucking podcast right now, right? We're fucking recording. Like, 30, 40 years ago, we would have been drinking a beer, like, building a shelf or some shit in a garage. Building a whole ass garage. Yeah. Like the or, shelf. <laughs> yeah, or that. Right? You talked about last pod about your dad having you in, like, well, maybe he didn't have you in, like, the baby in the baby carriage while he's putting up sheetrock. But, like, no, yo, your I dad was, was renovating yeah. your house after work. Yeah. Feel me? That's what men were doing back then. Now we're fucking making a podcast. <laughs> True. <sighs> wow. Damn, kind of feel like a bitch. <laughs> Damn, well, you put it like that. Yo, it's just real life. This is the shit it is. So this is like, this is how you have to save the country, right? You get the population up. We start making more stuff in-house. We build up the American United States morale. Imagine you got a fucking immigrant from like El Salvador or from some other war-torn country that gets here. And you're like, you know what? Here's a crib in the middle of nowhere. You have a job now. Do it correctly. Feel me? You're working at a manufacturing plant. You're making semiconductor chips. All you got to do is put this metal strip in there every day. No one's going to shoot you when you go home. And the more kids you have, the more money and tax credits the government's going to give you. Feel me? You come in here like, I'm not pulling out for shit. <laughs> I love my country. True. True. And that would that would double down on the, on the getting back to, uh, instead of uh, importing so much. We go back to the exporting shit. Then we don't need when people we, as we much. We gotta go nowhere to get our shit. Mm-hmm. Then we export it now. Feel me? Then you turn the tables. Then the morale is higher. The money flow is better. We fix our economy instead of trying to fix everyone else's. You know what I'm saying? We're still supplying everyone with guns and stuff. We, You know what I'm saying? Like, if we just fix ourselves piece by piece, you know, and just kind of... And it's tough, to be honest. It's not going to be the, as simple as I make it seem because... You know, there is a lot of disdain between the working class and the middle class and, like, the ultra-wealthy. What I was going to say, I feel like uh, what the U.S. is doing now uh, is keeping the 
the 1% happy. And that's why you have to do this. Because then you're helping the majority. When the majority likes you, what the 1% wants is still going to happen. But they'll be more okay with it. Because then they can live. Then they can have their own dream. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's tough. Because politics is super corrupt. Inherently. And it's going to be tough to get that across. You know? But if you can figure out a way to make that bill happen. And encourage that rhetoric. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you add something to like the United States Curriculum for Public Education. Well, you make it like, look, I want you guys to emphasize families and emphasize self-sufficiency and uh, what is it? And and hard and like, I don't know, doing your part in the economy. Emphasize those things in the rhetoric. Like maybe there's another workbook like every couple of weeks. Maybe there's like a little project, whatever they got to do. Right. Not the first time the government's done it. Right. Just like when you were in school, did you guys say Pledge of Allegiance every day? Every day. Feel me? Well, in Catholic school, not at public school, right? Not when I went to Florida. That's crazy. That's backwards as fuck, in my opinion. But okay, that's my point. Like that's propaganda in itself. Yeah. So I'm saying you just said something like that. Like you just have you just emphasize families. Like you know, like families at school. You just make it to like families get a discount or families get I don't know. Maybe if there's several siblings in a class instead of one, like I don't know, they get not preferential treatment, but something good happens to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then that's like incentivizing p- kids from young. Like, yo, I want to have a big family. I want to have more kids. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, people are having sex now, but there's so many ways to not have kids now. Condoms, plan B, birth control. Bro, did you see birth that control. side note that they came out with that, uh, the first ever condom made for anal sex? Oh no. Yeah. Didn't look into it because it didn't intrigue me that much. But, yeah, I saw that today. This is like, what? Why? I mean, Okay. I don't know, man. Like honestly, now in hindsight, I probably should have just looked at it to be what, what were the differences between normal condoms and, and this. I just never like. Did it just come with super lube or I, what? Like I don't. Honestly, I wanted I to. <laughs> always wanted to do anal when I was in high school, and then like the older I got, I was just like, why? That was some. That was some porn shit. Yeah, pretty much. That, that, that's yeah. what that was. Oh, anal's in porn. These girls look mad happy doing this. These guys are having a wonderful time. <laughs> Yeah. Let's do it. Hell yeah. And now it's just like, yeah, shit comes out of there. That's where the shit goes. Yeah, and it's like, I got to do so much work to get in there. Yeah. It's like, there's a there's a hole that lubricates itself for me right yeah. below this. And it's ready. I was, and that's where I'm supposed to put it. <laughs> so I think this I'm going to go there. Wanted. Yeah, this, this is, is what God wanted. You know? God wanted me to go hair. Yeah. Hair. Here, not there. Facts. So, yeah, that's that's definitely some crazy shit like... We just really did that just because we could do that. Like I said, it was part of the porn industry. They made that shit relevant. All right. Look, no time for anal. No. I had to save America. None. Okay? So that's how we save America. Literally from, from people like us moving to the middle of the country and being like, y'all want to create. Like, no funny shit. I know we were joking about going to Peabody, Kansas. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, yo, that just might be the move. No funny shit. Like, yo, you take half a mil out there, bro. You know how much land you can get? You know how much farming land you can get? And you just go out there and be like, yo, I'm trying to hire people to work on my farm. Yes. Yeah, spe- well, yeah, farmland I was thinking about too. But I also was like uh, intrigued about the uh, the computer chips, the semiconductor chips. Because we get all of that shit from overseas. Mm-hmm. All of it. And it's like, mm-hmm. you could just build something big as fuck along, uh, along that whole strip of the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Just go down every state. G- uh-huh. Give me like... Give me whatever, the, the 10, 11, 10 to 15 factories every state yep. or whatever. 
Like, I don't know if that's a crazy number, but like, whatever. No, Apple just started building one in Texas, I believe. But I'm just saying, man, we go into that middle of America and we go in there, we dig our boots in, and we're just like, yo, you know what? We just finna start being those guys. We, and we finna start bringing it back to the U.S. Mm -hmm. And we in the middle of the country, so we can go, like, our materials can be supplied fast anywhere. Because think about it, from Kansas, Texas is probably like three, maybe two and a half hours. Florida's probably like four. Bro, Cali's yeah. probably, Distribution, Cali's probably like not three and a half. Issue. Nah, but that's what I'm saying. That's quick, relatively. Yeah. And, for, and side note, for everybody that's listening to this to being like, oh, like, fuck the U.S., shut up. Shut up. Because there's nowhere else you could go that has the opportunity that the U.S. has. Like, we're talking about literal taking half a mil to the middle of uh, South Dakota and starting some shit. What other countries allowing you to do some shit like that? Yeah. What, Without some crazy sanctions. What other country is letting you be this unskilled motherfucking worker that's just on social media all day? That's what the fuck Facts. I want to know. All you do is tweet, smoke, go out, and then you work whatever job you work that's not a career, but it pays enough that you can live this lifestyle every week. Facts. Right? And you're not a bad person for that. But at the same time, your situation has enabled you to do that. You know what I'm saying? Your family's good, so you can just fuck around in your 20s instead of saying, you know what? I have to provide. You know, or I have to go to the, I have to go to the military in my country and serve for five years. And my country is very violent. So I'm going to be doing shit and not just hanging out, ripping cigs like a lot of the Marines and ripping army guys cigs. I know. Yo. Right. And more power to them. Thank you for serving my country. But like if you and the guys just went to rip cigs, pack lips and shoot guns for a couple weeks every year, you're not don't don't tell me that. uh that, you know, you're really changing this country or protecting this country. Like, you're just going around doing exercises. Yeah. I'm sorry. That shit's not going to fly for me, dog. If you're not deployed, if you're not actively doing some shit, if you're mm. just, like, going and hanging out every couple of weeks, I don't want to hear that shit. Sorry, you keep that shit to yourself. And I've talked to Army guys that feel like that, too. Where they're just literally... Army guys that have, that have done it I forgot and what the pro hate people that say that? I, or, I like forgot what the program is, but it's like, oh, in the reserves or whatever. Oh, yeah, you can serve, too, and then just be in the Army reserves. But... That's what I'm saying. And just I don't want an office from job. I, no, they don't even have an office job. They work real jobs. Or that. You just get called in like every like a weekend, every two months or some shit like that. And you go in, you do a bunch of training, you rip cigs with the boys, you go back home. Rip cigs, pack some lips, and shoot some guns. Every single person I know has gone into service, started ripping cigs and packing lips. I'm like, it's because they can't smoke. And that's another thing. Right? Stop promoting the goddamn tobacco industry. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Stop promoting these fast motherfucking foods, right? We have so much motherfucking fast food in this country. This is little shit now. We're the obe most obese country. You know what I'm saying? By far. Yeah. By that's far. another thing. And we, we let that shit <clears throat> and that's a fact. If you look at the food pyramid, it's backwards as fuck. How are grains more important than vegetables? That's bull. And I seen some shit the other day, and yo, we have to talk about this. Apparently, the United States just buys mad cheese every year to keep the dairy industry alive, and they have like a cave full of like aged cheese. No bullshit. I had to find out about that because I read a whole thread on that the other day, and I was so, I was so shocked. Government cheese caves. That's where all the debt's coming from. Let's let's all the moldy uh, yeah. cheese. We're gonna get into this. Buy. This is crazy. The U.S. government currently stores 1.4 billion pounds of cheese. I don't like cheese that much. I love cheese. That's I don't like how we're gonna. That that's how we're gonna leave y'all with this episode. The government owns 1.4 billion pounds, not dollars, pounds of cheese, and it's stored away. We have people going hungry.
That's all I have to say about that. That's how you save America. Listen or don't listen. Don't fucking matter. I'm going to make it anyway. My family's going to be good. Don't know about yours. Personally, I uh, can't help you. I already told you the game plan. I will go to Latin America. I'm dead ass <laughs> And move like the that. cartel. I'm Bro, if I have a million dollars out there and I cash flow like a hundred grand a year, I'm the shit. Bro, did I? I'm the sh- No, I'm the shit. Did I tell My you car, when I came I'm getting like- chauffeured around all the time. My kids are going to the best schools. My kids are going to be bilingual. My kids are going to grow up in like a cultural place, like a super cultural place and eat fresh fucking food. You smell me? I can do that for the cheap down there. All I do is learn a little Spanish. Did I tell you that when I got back from Costa Rica that I had spoken to like four or five Americans there? Yeah. Or like couples rather. And they're just like, yeah, I live here now. Yeah. Like it costs me nothing. Uh, I enjoy it because these people are wonderful. <laughs> uh, just, they're just not, delightful. Yeah, there's not dickheads, yeah. right? Like I don't have to worry about stupid ass fucking people. And like I have my land. It's a beautiful country. I don't have to worry about nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, huh, Costa Rica, huh? I'm, yo, I'm just saying, man, like, it's dead not that far. You can still come back whenever you want. And the thing is, like, like, U.S. life is cool, don't get me wrong, but it's like, going to these other countries, and if you don't travel, you should, just to see it. But, like, they live so much differently, and, like, it makes me want to just see, what's that like? Like, what's that like when I wake up? Like, I might see some unpaved roads today. But I also am going to see a lot of beautiful shit. I'm going to have great food from the ground, right? I can't find a fast food place if I wanted to. You know what I mean? That feels like that feels like living life to me. Not waiting yeah. in line for Chick-fil-A for the third time this week. I could that definitely, feel real. I could definitely, definitely, like, live my life while fucking, while growing my own shit, harvesting my own energy via solar. Or wind, or whatever the fucking case may be, out in wherever I'm at, and I could definitely just like be be okay with that. Like that, that's the way I think that like past all the money and stuff, you should try and live a portion of your life. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It just doesn't feel like a life really lived. Like go to college, get a job. Like yeah, I lived in. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't fuck. Like you know, it just shit just sounds not realistic to me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I could go live, like, in Amsterdam or, like, Europe. That'd be dope as fuck. But, like, that's, like, deep. Yeah. But mostly I'm just thinking about, like, bringing my shit over there, the logistics yeah. of that. <laughs> if someone could figure that out for me, I'd probably be Somebody all find it. me an international moving company. Yeah, but it's like, yo, going <clears throat> to, uh, like, Latin America? Like, I'm just saying, like, yo, just imagine you live in Colombia. Like, you're only, like, two and a half hours from Florida. You know what I mean? You're True. You're only, like, five hours from New York. Like, it's legitimately not far. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Money's going to go way further. You know what I mean? That's, you know, I just feel like if you're not at least trying to do that, man, like, what are you trying to do in this life? Like, facts, facts. And that's, that's coming from two guys who speak about money in pretty much every single episode. At least. Like, it's a, yeah. It's about the money. But it's also about living your life the right way. Regardless of the money. Um, but on that note, Tanko LMTO. Yeah, let's get out of here. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. If you didn't, go fuck yourself. You're if welcome. You, if I you just did, saved the fucking country. I hope you if you did, realize that. thank you. Uh, Evan has single handedly saved the country in this one episode. Um, like, rate, subscribe. Uh, be kind. Drink some water and uh, don't be racist as per usual. And um, enjoy your lives to the best of your ability.